On today's episode of Locked On 76ers with now seven games to play on the campaign, where do you want the Sixers seeding and who do you prefer for them to play? There are three teams to really look at between Miami, New York, and Brooklyn. We'll dive into it next. Give our opinion right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Basketball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your basketball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebasketballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On. That's all kept Locked On in the game. Welcome. You're Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host and partner as always, Sixers Beat Writer for the Enquirer.com, and that is Keith Pompey. What's up, Keith? What's poppin', D? How you been, bro? Doing all right, man. Getting ready for this game against the Mavericks tonight. It should be a good one. Should be a good one. Well, let's see. They put up a lot of points the last time, both teams, and uh, Sixers couldn't defend. Dallas couldn't defend. And it was a high-scoring game in that one. Before we get into it all, we have to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. All right, Keith, uh, we got to get into our our keys to the game later on as we know about this Dallas team having seen them a few weeks ago, and we saw how that did not go well against the Sixers defense. We'll talk about that a little bit later. We'll also get into the availability of James Harden and Joel Embiid, update the folks on where things are as we record. But first, we need to talk about The fact that on Tuesday night, the 76ers got a little help from the Boston Celtics, the Atlanta, pardon me, the Miami Heat, and the, um, uh, who was the other team I said uh, lost last night, Keith? uh, It it was what, uh, Cleveland lost. Cleveland lost also. So uh, all three teams, Boston, Cleveland, and Miami all dropped. Why is that important? Because Boston is in front of the 76ers. So right now at the time, At the moment, they are two and a half games up on the Sixers right now for the number two spot. The Cleveland Cavaliers, they are now two games back of the Sixers, who are currently holding down the fourth spot with Philadelphia in the third. And the Miami Heat are a a half a game back of the Brooklyn Nets for the sixth seed in the NBA playoffs. So right now, your play-in tournament teams look like Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, Chicago. Washington is right there on the outs, two and a half games back of the Bulls for that number 10 spot. That's the only way I think things could change there for the uh, the 10th seed. So right now, really, it's about Brooklyn, Miami, and Atlanta. Atlanta and Toronto is really, are, are tied with an identical record of 38 and 38 with six games left to play. Keith, if you were to look at these teams of where the 76ers could potentially land, if they stay in the third spot, they get the sixth seed. If they move up to the second seed, 
they get the sevens, the winner of the seven, eight play in tournament seed right there. So we don't know who that would be. And if they fall back to four, which is probably unlikely, they would then take on. It looks like the New York Knicks would be the, the team in the fifth spot. So the Sixers currently right now will play the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. What's the more interesting matchup, I guess, is how I phrase it to you to start things off. Well, of, of the Nets, Brooklyn, and Miami, the more of interesting one? The, or, Knicks, or, the Knicks, Nets, and the Heat, yeah. I would say the more interesting one is just based off of storylines would have to be Miami. I mean, as long as Jimmy Butler is there and as long as he plays the way he does against the 76ers, that's always going to be the most interesting storyline. Um, I, I also think that um, – I, I, I do think that Brooklyn is going to be interesting too. I mean, all three of them. And and Brooklyn, the thing about Brooklyn is, is because you already know what the storylines are going to be. It's going to be a, a you know Mikael Bridges, and it's going to be one of those things where this is the guy that y'all let go and and look at him. You, you know, um. So so I, I think that that's the one. But to be honest with you, the preferred one, if if I'm a Sixer, if I'm the Sixer, the team that I want to play is Mikael Bridges in the Brooklyn Nets because I don't know if they're quite there just yet. I, I feel like that they're a good team. They're a young team, but they're also a, a new team, meaning, you know, you look at their starting lineup, only one of the guys who start was on the team from the beginning of the season. And of the five guys in the starting lineup, he's the fifth option, like offensively. So you look at it, this is going to be a great team. They have a lot of, uh, uh, assets to build on this team but i also think that this is a team that needs a training camp they need more games to get under their belt so no matter what they do is a bonus so if i'm the 76ers if i had to face one of those three squads that's the team that i would prefer to face right now uh i can't disagree with that as far as if you're looking at it from the sixers um uh, point of view inside their offices inside their training facility that yes they would probably prefer to take on the Brooklyn Nets Brooklyn has won three of their last 10 so they've been struggling a bit even though they are in that sixth seed they've had they've been having some troubles as of late and to your point um they are not quite there just yet this season training camp is going to be important the offseason in general is going to be important in terms of how the, to continue to build the roster since the turnover has been so so big they're going to have to figure all of that out so for them yes the one that would be the preferred team and the preferred matchup will be the brooklyn Nets in round one uh, for the best storyline i disagree with you and i think it's the new york knicks because of the atlantic division the rivalry that while the jimmy butler part with the miami heat has been a rivalry of sorts since he left and playing him in the playoffs a season ago that's absolutely a fantastic storyline and it will never go away um as long as Sixer fans and media are going to talk about Jimmy Butler leaving Philadelphia but for the Knicks to be back for the Knicks to have had their way with the Sixers during the regular season for if you're talking about Mikael Bridges you also talk about Jalen Brunson with his ties here you speak about Tom Thibodeau and his defense and how they're able to defend against the Philadelphia 76ers the Leon Rose uh worldwide west angle of things that go along with their Philadelphia ties but more so than anything it's the Atlantic Division opponents two longtime rivals 
facing off in the round one where the Knicks are a tough team and the Sixers have had a success against a lot of squads this year. New York has had their number and that's New York has had Boston's number in the regular season. How would that translate to the postseason for a seven game series and how quickly could the Sixers get rid of the, 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 the New York Knicks? And the other part with that, Keith, is that the challenge of how much the Knicks are going to make you work and get ready for the second round matchup against either Boston or Milwaukee, should you advance. So I'm going with the Knicks, and I think that's a huge, huge, huge storyline. When we talk about games being set up by the NBA of when these games are going to be played, you better believe if the Sixers and the Knicks are playing in that first round matchup, then, man, that, that's going to be in primetime television for every game. Yeah, it, it would be. It would be. I mean, and it's it's crazy. It's kind of like the Amtrak series. So uh, not like the Subway series, but the Amtrak series. And you could take the trains to the game. But, um, yeah, it is. I mean, you know, and, and, and I get where you're coming from. I, I just feel like as good as the Knicks are, and all those storylines in the great, like the one thing we didn't talk about with Thibodeau being Doc's former assistant when they won the championship with the Bulls. Familiarity there. Yeah, familiarity there. Um, and, you know, but but I, I just think that that would be a major upset if the Knicks were, would beat the Sixers. I feel like with Jimmy Butler and let's say Kyle gets healthy, a lot of other guys, I feel like they can beat the Sixers. I mm. do. You know, I, I just do. I mean, I, I just – I don't. I think I think they can. I think the mental edge, they got the mental type of thing. I think – and I think that Eric Spolster doesn't get enough credit as a coach because of the players he had and because of Pat Riley. But I think he's a phenomenal coach. I also yeah. think that – um South Beach can become dangerous. I mean, like, like you know, guys go down there for a couple of days, they have a good time. Um, you would think that they would get that out of their head, but it can be dangerous. And I, I just think that, I don't know. I, I And here's something else we got to understand, too. Beating Miami would be kind of sort of exercising, exer- um, you know, getting rid of a demon, so to speak, right? Um, so that's the team that they lost to last year Mm -hmm. so you're getting over that hump and then you go in the second round and hopefully you'll be able to get over that hump if you're the Sixers second round hump so I don't know is there something about Jimmy Butler going up against the Sixers it just I just think it's going but yeah I I I agree with you about the Knicks it would be a fun matchup it would be Mm -hmm. but it would be more second than it would be first for me I would take the Knicks So real fast, let let me ask you this before we get to updating on Joel Embiid and James Harden's availability for the game tonight against Dallas. If if you and I are sitting there and predicting what the schedule would be like if it's the Knicks, let's start with them. The the playoffs start on Saturday, which is the 14th. And I wouldn't, Keith, I wouldn't think they would play until the 15th on Sunday. If it's New York, if it was New York. Now the only thing about that is you gotta understand, like a lot of times they'll give they'll they'll give one of those playing teams an extra day. You know what I mean? So yeah, but that's yeah. Sunday. But but you, yeah, you can play games anytime you want to, right? Like anytime today. Yeah, I mean that could be a nice, you know, midday game. Heck, three six seed. 
if if they or four or five, whatever it happens. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That would be an intriguing one. That would be a nice one. I mean, yeah, yeah I can see that. I, can I would see, see I would see Sunday. Um, if not at noon or one o'clock, it would be the three thirty game. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Definitely they would try to keep one. the West Coast on the West Coast to start things off on a Sunday. Yeah. yeah, I would think. I would think. Now, if they say in three and it's Brooklyn um, Saturday, early or late? I think that's one of them early games you get over with. I hate to say it. Yeah, early NBA TV. <laughs> yeah, that's early. That's a noon game right there, bro. I mean, I don't because- know if it's noon on the Saturday. Yeah, because I think like right now, I mean, I think, I think, you know, people are looking at the Nets right now. It's like, I mean, they, they're good, but they're looking at them as if they're yeah. a year away. You yeah. know what I mean? They're a year away. And and I, I feel like if it was still okay, if before the trade, it would have been like, okay, this they're much CTV. And it's not just because of winning. People want to see what's going to happen off the court. You know what I mean? It's just the storylines. I think that, you know, it's. I could see them sneaking a steal in game one. The the best the best TV game the best TV series would be the Knicks and the Sixers. Like Miami, unfortunately, Miami has Jimmy, but they don't draw a lot nationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooklyn may draw some nationally, but they don't draw a lot in their own market, and maybe. Right now, they may not draw a lot. The best one would be for for TV would be the Knicks and the and the Sixers. And and all right, after this one, we'll step away for a quick break. Miami and, and the Sixers Saturday or Sunday, if you were to predict that one, that probably be uh, a Saturday one too. Look, I just did the poll later. on Twitter. Later, huh? Would that be a later? Nah, that, that I think that's an early one too. Probably. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, here's I mean, here's the thing. I just did the poll right now, so. I did it probably okay 10 minutes ago yeah 75 far the people so far so you guys can follow me that's right follow him Pompeo Twitter, and you can, uh, also vote as well it's Pompeo uh five 74 percent of the people 432 votes have the Brooklyn Nets uh New York Knicks have 14 percent and the Miami Heat have 12%. And right now is at 432 votes. I'll give you all an update okay. as to do what time. So that's the preferred team for right now to start the playoffs. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got it. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, folks, when we come right back, in order for them to play and get off to a good start in the postseason, with still seven games left in the regular season. We're not ignoring that. They have to have their stars out there. Joel Embiid, James Harden. Where are they? What's their availability for tonight's game? We'll get into that on the other side right here on Locked On 76ers. But I also have to tell you, as I'm a big fan of the game, Keith is as well, Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. I told you that it is the presenting sponsor for this episode here on Locked On 76ers. Please, as as I've been telling you and pulling Keith in on this, I've downloaded the app. You need to download the app. Test it out and put your team together ultimate pro basketball gm is the coolest game i've played in a long time i don't get to play a lot of games or video games or even on the app because i'm just simply too busy but i got pulled into this one and i found it very intriguing very unique 
And I've always thought that I would be a great GM. As it turns out, it's not all that easy. Maybe not for you, but for me it is. I'm pretty darn good. If you have the same thought and have fantasized about managing your own basketball franchise, go and download Ultimate Pro Basketball GM right now. Go check it out. It allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, just like you would for Philadelphia, Los Angeles, Chicago, if you were the one making the real decisions for those franchises. Build a historic dynasty in the simulation you're responsible for dealing with challenging personalities of the players and coaches. You know how they can be. How are you going to deal with that? Hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading and training players, making draft picks, we all talk about it around the draft time where you feel like, how did my team not select this player? Well, you have the option of doing so, navigating your franchise through free agency, signing the right people in the draft, all up and downs of the multiple seasons. You all have wanted to do it. This is the opportunity for you. Locked on 76ers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked on, that's in all caps, in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probasketball.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com, ultimate basketball GM. Start your dynasty and come check in with me today. Welcome back. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, if you are doing this, because you know I told you I would hire you as my as my uh, GM and my coach, because I trust you uh, to do those things. As we look at the Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis, let's start there. I'll just start there before we get to Embiid and Harden for tonight. Ultimate basketball GM, Keith Pompey, you're, you're my guy. Who's your first pick, man? Of the three. That's a good one. Wow, that's a tough one. Got it. You get the number one overall pick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it was the draft, if, it, if you know, it's weird. Like, that's a tough one. And this is no offense uh, to MB. No offense to the Joker. Hmm. <sighs> but I don't know. I might go with Giannis. I mean, I mean, because as good as they are, this dude can play a different, a lot, a bunch of, he don't, he doesn't have a position. Right? I mean, the, the brother can't shoot, he can't do this, but he can do a lot of other things. I think, you know, as much as I would love to go with MB, his injury history concerns me a little bit. Um, uh, the Joker is a, 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 is a good player. His defense concerns me a lot. Good player, though. Um, MB's elite. But when you look at Giannis and all the different things that he can do, and I know he can't shoot, but he can do a lot of other things, man. You know, we're talking about a guy who won a championship, talking about a guy who was a two-time MVP, defensive player of the year. You know, it's like, and he's seven feet tall, so he's bigger than the Joker. He's just a little bit shorter than uh, Embiid. But there was a time, remember a couple of years ago, they had him playing a point guard. Yeah, he thought he was a point guard. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I don't know, man. Like, as far as, you know, a guy that you can build around and you can fit other pieces in around with him and he can play, he's extremely versatile, I, I got to go with him. Well, he's the best player in the NBA. Um, I, but, again, doesn't mean he's having the best season. That just means mm-hmm. he's the best player. And I actually have him third in the MVP. Even though I don't have a vote, you do. I have him third right now. But it, it, as far as building your team, you start with him. And Who should I vote for, D? Who should I vote for? Tell uh, me. I still think it's Embiid. Yeah, I still right. think it's Embiid. One game. You ain't, you ain't hop off the bandwagon like everybody else. <laughs> no, I did not. I think it's ridiculous. It's insane <laughs> that it, one game would determine that because he sat out. <laughs> <laughs> did he not score enough in the game? <laughs> no, he didn't because he didn't play. So how did he how did he not perform well enough to have uh, – and it's not like Jokic with the triple-double, which is very easy for him at this stage uh, of his career. It's like they've done anything superhuman to take over the mantle as the as the leader in the clubhouse for the MVP. But I would go, I would go Giannis, Embiid, and then Jokic, and – there's no wrong answer because all three are great players in today's league. So I was just curious as we talk about ultimate basketball GM building your own team. I will start with Giannis. Yeah, I'll start with Giannis. Um, available tonight, maybe we'll see. Questionable Joel Embiid dealing with the calf, sore calf, and James Harden misses uh, what the last four games. Yeah, with last the four. with the Achilles, and mm-hmm. that's not anything to be playing with. Neither is Embiid's calf, especially at his size of seven two. What's yeah. your gut telling you on this one? You had a pretty good gut with James Harden. He went through everything. It looked like he was going to play in the last minute. He yeah. backed out. They didn't play. Give him an extra rest. And I, maybe they just fi- figured out, you know, when we get home, the stretch run, seven games, let's rock and roll from there. Uh, what are your predictions? Because uh, quite honestly, Keith, I think they both played tonight against Dallas. You know, it's weird. It's a weird one. I mean, it's, it's funny. Like, for Embiid, I would I would keep him out just for – I mean, I would keep him out just to just give him an extra day. One more. Okay. Just give him one more day, right? And then, actually, it's actually two more days because you know they're not going to do anything tomorrow, right? And then they got a Toronto, a good division foe, coming into town on Friday. And then Sunday, you got the Milwaukee game. So – like, I think, you know, you give them that Toronto game, they should probably be able to handle Toronto, that you would think. And that could be like a little prelude to like the big matchup against uh, Milwaukee, then Boston. So like, you know what I mean? So I, I think that, you know, you you don't want to overdo it with him. That That's just my opinion. Now, who knows? Embiid does what he wants. And if he wants to play, he's going to talk his way into playing. The Harden situation, I, I think that right about now is like, you know, he, he injured himself last Monday or he felt the pain before last Monday's game. So he's going to have like nine days off rest. And and I feel like this would be a perfect time to bring him back. I mean, you know, it, it would. Um, you know, in that workout, I saw him. He looked very well. He performed well. He, like I said, he hit the ball off, ricocheted off the, the backboard, caught it, boom, dunked it. So, you know, he he looked well. I, I feel like, you know, this could be a game for him to come back and play. Now, again, coming back against the Toronto guards, but coming back against Kyrie and Luka is a completely different thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, typically, you know, no offense to Toronto, but typically 
you know, when you bring a guy back, you, you want to have them come back against lesser opponents so you can gradually bring them in. You don't want them to have to exert too much energy on that first game. So, but, but I think that, you know, the time is now for him to get, he got to get back. He got to get back into playing ball. He has to get back and doing stuff. And let's face it, even though it will be better to do an easier path, his team needs him. So I, I feel like tonight will be the night for him. Yeah, that'd be good to have him back. And the only reason I, I say the MB part, why? because I still do believe that regardless of what he says, he still wants to win that award. And yes, there was a lot of, you know, fire and smoke and all coming out of people's noses and ears because they didn't get the matchup that they wanted selfishly. And uh, I still do believe that he wants to win that and make sure that he has enough games played and go out there and dominate the way that he has been able to do so to still lock that one down. So that's why I think that that he will he will play tonight. And they also need to snap this three game losing streak and pick up these wins while they did get help from those teams knocking off uh, Washington, beating Boston, Atlanta, taking care of Cleveland, and then Miami also falling. They, they need to go out there and get a W. And that's why I think that those guys will, will toughen it out and try to get out there and play and get a, get a W while they're home for these couple of games here. They have four more games at home, three more on the road. And tonight that starts the two game homestand with Dallas and Toronto on Friday. All right, Keith, on the other side, we do have to get into the keys to tonight against Dallas. And I think we both agree on one thing and we'll tell everybody what that is on the other side. Final segment right here on locked on 76ers. Before we get into this, I want to talk about one thing though, D before yeah. we say that yeah. the thing about MB thing is I think MB's in a no win situation because you're right. If you want, you say, you know, come back now. But if he comes back now, then the critics are going to be like, I told you, I told you. He was just ducking them. He was ducking them. He was good. He was good to play. He could have played. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I hate them. I'm telling you, that's what some of the critics are going to say. Like, mm-hmm. if it was really bothering them, he would have took an extra day off, a couple more days off, right? So it is what it is, but he just can't win. It's just yeah. a situation. You can't win. You can't yeah. win right now but talk about FanDuel the tournament is heating up and there's no better place to get in on the action at FanDuel America's number one sports book that's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 there's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win just go to FanDuel.com backslash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the nets. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Go to FanDuel.com backslash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Welcome back. Locked on 76ers. That's Keith Pompey. I am Devon Givens with you. All right, man. Uh, we got to talk about the 76ers and the Dallas Mavericks. The last time these two teams met, Keith, uh, it was a fun game. I- I'll say that much. It was definitely a fun game as the Dallas Mavericks handed them 
Uh, loss 133-126, 25 made three-pointers by the Mavericks. Luka Doncic with 42, Kyrie Irving with 40. As they were able to outlast the Sixers, they got 35 from Embiid in that game. And um, it was a shooting display that was just crazy by the Dallas Mavericks. So high-scoring game. We know they can score the Dallas Mavericks. That's the number one thing that they're going to have to do tonight, Keith, is to slow down and defend the perimeter. They cannot allow that to happen once again in this game. If they do, that's on them. Terrible job. You you know what they're going to do. They're 37 and 39. Dallas right now is they're fighting to get into the playoffs, Keith. They're tied with OKC for the 10th spot, half a game back of the Lakers. That's crazy. In the, the nine spot. And they have lost um seven of their last 10 games while they won their last one they've lost seven of the last 10 so they haven't been playing all that well and when they played the Sixers on that day where they outlasted them by seven and hit all those shots it was um they were on a tough streak there too losing streak there so the Sixers need to come out here and handle this team man because we we we've seen how ugly it can get fast when playing this squad so number one for me they have to defend the perimeter yeah, I agree, and and that, and that's it, and that, that that's that's it right there, D. I mean, that's it, pr- defending the perimeter. Because when you look at it right now, when you look at the 76ers and you look at um, Dallas, I mean, Dallas is set up to beat the Sixers. I mean, their, their roster is 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 kind of like bad for the Sixers because see, what happens is you're going to have. Um, you know, you got two guys in the perimeter who can shoot, who can score, who can dominate. And and the Sixers struggle in perimeter D against those type of players. And then all that does is set up things open, wide open for, for other guys to get open shots, open looks, and just destroy them like they did the last time. And to me, especially, now here's the thing. This is where you really miss Embiid. Because his rim protection, his ability to keep people in front of him, his ability to call out things and 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 uh, help out p- his teammates, this is when that that's the, that that typically goes unnoticed. But on games like tonight, or when you're really going to miss it if he doesn't play. So I'm with you 100. percent Like to me, I could see the 76ers losing this game just because of the Kyrie and and, and the Luka Doncic effect impact and and i think that these are two isolation great iso guys and i just look at the defense that james harden has and how he struggles on that end and tyrese maxi struggles and i and i also don't know if as good as d'anthony um melton is if if he could stay in front of keep Kyrie in front of him so i just feel like this is just a tough matchup for the 76ers i actually think they win tonight and mm-hmm. beat this team and uh, Dallas, as we just talked about them on the road, uh, the Mavericks are 15 and 23. So they, they they do have their struggles on the road, especially when you have a 37 and 39 record. You look at that, you see it's going to be lopsided somewhere. And their 15 and 23 record on the road is not good. So Dallas, while they can do all those things, if the Sixers do defend the perimeter like we just mentioned and not allow 25 threes to be made, I think they have a, more than a good enough chance to win because they cannot stop and beat. Harden, if he's playing at, at a decent enough level in his first game back where he's still able to get, at least get double-digit assists with his points, that'll bode well. 
And then the Tyrese Maxey factor, their defense, they give up stuff on that side too. They cannot defend. They don't want to defend, and especially when they lost uh, Dorian Finney-Smith in that trade. He was the one on the perimeter that really set the tone there. Tim Hardaway Jr. is out there. Reggie Bullock is out there. They're not stopping anyone. Reggie Bullock used to be that type of guy, no longer that player. And you know Irving and, and, and Doncic are not going to uh, defend at a high level. So I look at it and I see the Sixers winning this one. The other part of defending the perimeter is on the other side, not giving them open opportunities to run in the floor and turn the ball over. We know that the Sixers can get careless with the basketball and especially those live ball turnovers going the other way once again. It's a broken record at this point when we talk about this and we say this is the key to the game. Got to do that, man. You got to make sure you get back in transition and defend. Defend the perimeter of the three-point lines and not let those guys get too loose and then make sure that you protect the basketball as well. Good one, good one, good one. But we'll, we'll see. Now, remember Reggie Bullock, he was the one who was the great beneficiary of the last game of give, giving up open looks to other people. So In the second half, yeah. So the Sixers got to clean that up. Third quarter specifically, he was yeah. he could miss. Now, in the Sixers' defense, they were coming off of a, a crazy – that was the second game of a crazy back-to-back, like from flying from Miami to Dallas. Now, mm-hmm. you know, even if you take a direct flight on United – on a, uh, American Airlines, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that that's just – I've never – I've never – in my years, this is my 10th season to cover the NBA, I've never seen a back-to-back like that before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Normally, it's funny. Like normally, what they used to do is they used to have the Texas trip. So what you would do is it was crazy. Like you would have a back to back in there, and you might have three games and four nights. But it would be you go to Dallas, and then you go to like San Antonio or or who no, but Houston and San Antonio are closer, I believe. So you go to like you go to Dallas, then you fly to San Antonio, and you might be there for a couple of days. And then, like, you play them, and then the next day you go to uh, Houston. So it was, like, one of those. And now they, like, switched it up. And But and the Sixers went to Texas three different times this season. But I've <laughs> never seen that type of back-to-back, dude. Never. I've never yeah. seen that type of one. Well, it's, I mean, look, when they, in the first quarter, they, they, were, they won the first quarter by three points. I think it was 38-35. So yeah. they put up a lot of points. They, I guess they were just going off of that, that momentum, that – that uh you know that f- just following up from the game the night before they just kept it going where they were just f- going off of just adrenaline and knowing to get it you were tired it's right away let's get after it and then it caught up to them later on with those threes in that third quarter and then they came back and they made a respectable score at the end but tonight i think they snapped this three-game losing streak and, and get this win against the dallas mavericks it would be nice teams, for them. Those teams are playing for something. So it's, it's, especially at this point in the season and the final seven games for the Sixers, they're all playoff opponents in some way, whether it's a play-in tournament, high seeding, whatever. These these games are going to be very, very important by, by the time we get to April 9th and find out what the matchup is going to be in the playoffs. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 76 is your first listen every day. On our next episode, we'll recap Dallas and Philadelphia. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Keith, you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? 
today. Like my man D said, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you get locked on 76ers podcast. It's free and available. When you go to our YouTube channel, make sure you click on the on the uh on the um on the Liberty Bell and that way you can become a subscriber. In addition to that, you get notifications. But tonight you're going to go check out my man D. He's gonna be live from the arena. He's gonna be on the air from six to midnight, live from the arena giving you all the insights and everything that's going on and, um, you know, during the game and all that. But listen, here's the deal. Make sure you also follow my man on Twitter, right? And when you six to midnight, that's 97.5 FM, but follow him on Twitter at divine G nine, seven, five. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. And you can read my, my uh, published work in um, the inquire.com Philadelphia inquire. Before you go, I want y'all to make sure you go to Pompeii on Sixers and vote. You have mm-hmm. like 20-something hours left. Um, How many actually, votes do you have so far? So far is 653 okay. votes. Um, you got 23 hours, 26 minutes. And uh, you got the Brooklyn Nets at 76%, the Miami Heat at 11%, and the New York Knicks at 13%. So everyone wants to go to Brooklyn and uh and, and see what the see the Sixers beat up on them if yeah. it happens. But settle, that's- settle down, settle down, take it easy now. Yeah, they're gonna strip the Mikhail Bridges. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> take it easy, take it easy. <laughs> that's what well, they need to. Uh, we shall see, man. Keith is always, always fun. Thanks, man. Thanks to all the, all of you out there viewing and, and listening. We really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Keith. Thank you. But hey, before we go, what do you think is going to happen if Mikel starts dogging them? You, you, in the playoffs? Yeah. You, we got people going to ask, hey, what do you think Twitter is going to, how do you think Twitter is going to react? Oh, they're just going to attack the Sixers front office and the organization for trading them. Yeah. That's easy. <laughs> they're not They're not going to be mad at him. They're going to be mad at them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're going to turn on them. Yeah. 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 All right. So yeah. make sure y'all get your votes in now. Make sure y'all get your votes in. Go vote. Pompey on Sixers. Who would you like to see the Sixers play in the first round? Thanks, Keith. All right, man. Peace.